week or so. So much fun. Awesome, actually. It's getting a little bugger, so. Watch the feed, because there's going to be baby goats on the feed. How's everybody doing out there in the craziness of the world that we live in? Give everybody a couple minutes to chime in, tune in, or tune out, whatever you want. Oh, I've got hay on the freaking. Yeah, I don't know how to ship baby goats. I'm sh well, there's a will, there's a way. You're in, uh, Lucas, you're in, uh, I want to say Florida. That's not probably right, though. Are you in Florida? That's a long trip for a baby goat. Danny shooting a rat video. <laughs> Danny's missing, uh, missed his calling as a rapper. Man, that's awesome. Jersey. Uh, it's, I see it's beautiful here. It's the middle of January. It's like plus five degrees Celsius, which is, I don't know what that is. That's 50, 55, somewhere in there. So, so big D, nature's death sentence. <laughs> How is everybody out there? <clears throat> Sorry, I've been dark for like two months. It's been, uh, uh, you got it. You got, dude, I can't make that up. Wet show? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to decide what the hell I'm going to do. Uh, there's AHR that's coming up in Georgia and then wet shows in Indianapolis. Um, we got so much going on. That's part of the reason that it's been, the old barn banter has been quiet with, uh, it's just, it's nonstop, which is a good problem to have. The boys are running, uh, Pete's actually in school, started school a couple weeks ago, so. Uh, yeah, the amount of crap that I have to do that needs to be done is, uh, it's a bit crazy, actually. Let me fix that. There we go. So, we'll see. As with everything, with those sorts of trips, it's like the very last second. I'm like, yeah, I think I can make it work. The weather's going to work out for three or four days. So, I saw your text, Ollie. I'll check on that part. It should be in. <laughs> one of my favorite people here in Calgary who is a fantastic chef at one of the restaurants that we look after um, has been without a dishwasher for that's probably been two months now man we've been waiting for a part from Amazon which uh, should have arrived this week or across the border a week or ten days ago anyway we were we're gonna uh, we're gonna try and do um, 12 to 18 of these bad boys a month, a year, a month. Always got time for that. Um, and so I've got four or five people lined up and we're going to change the format a little bit. It's going to be more of a YouTube thing than an Instagram thing. But as you know, I'm always happy to jump on here and fricking, uh, um, <laughs> This is, uh, the live setup is literally the uh, Baker gym. This is the COVID gym. This is what we did over COVID. Um, is, uh, this used to just be full of fixtures and controls and just, frankly, garbage. Uh, of course I worked out this morning. Got in here. I was a bit late, to be perfectly blunt. I got in here about 6.30, wrapped up about 8.00. The beauty of the uh, the weekend workouts is you can freaking just the sticker wall is right there. Should I turn it? Hang on, let me see if I can. Sheep over there, and the hat wall is behind me. I don't know if you can see it. There's the hat wall, and of course there's uh. There we go. Get to the gym. Get it in. 
It was squat day today. Freaking hate squats. They're freaking bad. See you, big man. Chat soon. I'll if I'm heading to one of the if I'm heading to uh, Indianapolis, I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll go for pancakes after you uh, blow all your money at the strippers, which I'm not going to, as you know. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'm always up for a freaking uh, rant. It was an interesting week, as everybody may or may not know. There's it's it's a the internet world has not gotten any better. There's so many haters out there. Um, that, uh, anytime I post something, which, and I post a lot, but there's always some quip in there or some direct message of saying, you're doing this wrong, or what do you Canadians do up there? Do you even know how to plumb? Um, and if you respond to it, you immediately get, you suck at plumbing. Okay. <laughs> you even know what I'm doing? We were in that, it's, uh, one of the oldest buildings in Calgary. It was built in 18... 94, I want to say, 1893, cleaning some, uh, uh, steaming some sewer lines. Uh, and some guy was like, dude, that's not an old building. I'm like, 1894 is not an old building. It's 120 years old, man. Oh, that's nothing compared to where I live. I'm like, all right, well, where do you live? <laughs> no response. Won't tell me anything. Uh, won't, uh, Oh, hang on. The messages are coming in, man. Lucas is out here. Is it T-taped and dope? Oh, man. Or doped it. Listen. <laughs> if there's any controversy about dope and tape or tape and dope, it's all my fault. I have done it that way. In, in fact, it got heated there a couple years back. It's died down, which it ought to because it's stupid. But that I literally dope those threads and then tape it why because that's how i was taught to do it and that's the way i've done it for 35 years <laughs> and i've never had a problem with it leaking and so you get the odd chachi that's like ah you're, it's gonna leak or it's not you know <clears throat> my analogy is this is a peanut butter sandwich what side of the bread do you put the peanut butter on the left side or the right side it doesn't matter because you smash it together and then you eat it and it's all just a big gobbled goop in your gut and that's exactly what happens when you thread something it doesn't matter where the tape is or where the dope is it all spins in and does whatever the hell it does seals it so that was a fun uh it was a fun um uh in fact that's how i really got to know eric ani uh and there and george the plumber and a bunch of other of those guys because they were all in on that debate. Coco, Drains, were all in on that stuff. So we had a great time. Uh, and that's the thing, is you can have uh, a differences of opinion. And if you're level-headed and not a moron about it, you can actually get to know some really cool people on here. But if you come into this stuff all hostile and crazy, nobody wants anything to do with you. <laughs> like nothing. So if you're just looking to make trouble on these things, which is easy enough to do, then uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I don't think you can see the things. I'm his, one of his favorite plumbers to follow. Makes, makes me feel nice. <laughs> Tape and dope. You're right, gas piping. Uh, no, gas, they actually, we got into that debate too. Like there's, there's, so there's the regular uh, white tape, there's pink tape, there's orange tape, there's gray tape for stainless steel. And at the end of the day, like the chemical composition of all that stuff is so different. Mostly it's just thickness of the tape itself um, that uh, makes the difference. Um, it doesn't matter what you use. It truly doesn't. I've used pink, yellow, uh, gray on everything. Because uh, when it's in your truck and you're, you know, 30 miles out from a, in the middle of the bush, it doesn't matter what you use. You just want to make sure it doesn't freaking leak. It's all that matters. Right? You know, Monster is a big... I see that everywhere. We don't... It's not much up here, up here. We don't see much of Monster. Oatly's, Odie, sorry, is everywhere. 
Um, <laughs> silicone, buddy. Silicone all the way. Come on, man. Don't ask crazy questions. Um, uh, who I don't know who uses putty anymore, and that again is another. It doesn't really matter, but I don't even see like our wholesalers don't sell it anymore. I used to be able to buy the big, like gallon tub of it. When I was apprenticing, I had a gallon or whatever, not a gallon, a liter tub of that stuff. And you make, did it on your on your kitchen sinks. You used it on toilets. You use it uh, uh, Melrose. Uh, oh, Melrose. Are you thinking of uh, Austria? Meldrum, Australia, maybe? That's where the tape is made. Uh, the gas tape. Melbourne. Anyway. I don't know. So, one thing that I wanted to just spend... I'm not going to spend a lot of time on here, because I don't have, like, a guest. Uh, um, like I normally do. And I rant on this thing enough anyway, that everybody knows my thoughts on things. But I have had a lot of questions... Last couple of weeks about um, how I got both my kids to do uh, um, get into the plumbing trade, <laughs> and it certainly wasn't uh, my intention from the beginning. Of course, when they were little kids, you uh, um, take them with you on the weekends. You use them to show them what you do, you know, kind of career day stuff. Uh, but they both come to that decision um, all by themselves, where they uh, um, Isaiah's quite good at it, uh, and that I realize how that sounds coming from his father. But uh, I'm I've told both of them, and anybody that's worked for me, I'm an incredibly difficult guy to work for. Because my, my expectations are really high and I don't really have a massive long uh, fuse when it comes to being patient. And um, when we had, um, from 2005 to about 2017 is when I had uh, anywhere from 12 to 18 guys working for me. And... Uh, over the course of that 15 years, I probably had 80 guys work for me. And it was just a, it was a bit of a, a carousel, a merry-go-round. Um, you know, people that would come in and then leave and come in and leave. Um, and to be perfectly blunt, it's because I fired them all. Uh, here's, here's, the, here's what happened. The biggest one was there was every Monday morning as a business owner, you sort of lay out your whole day, your whole week, right? You know, to have enough work for 18 guys is a lot of, you gotta, you gotta have a lot of work on the go. And so you gotta have a lot of planning and scheduling. And so you get that all set up and sure enough, out of 18 guys, four of them would have uh, some you know, ridiculous excuse not to be at work on time or they won't come in that day for whatever reason, usually because it was usually because they were having a fight with a girlfriend or something. Uh, but I woke up one morning on like in the middle of 2017 and I had just had enough. And so we made the arrangements for the following Monday we got everybody in, talked to a lawyer, of course, first, or a friend of mine that was a lawyer. And we uh, called everybody in for our Monday morning meeting that we had every Monday. And I handed out little leaflets and I said, we're done. Everybody in this room, I'm letting go. Good luck. Here's your packages. There's taxis outside. You guys can, uh, well, come out and you can get your tools out of your truck and I'm done. Um, which was a really stressful thing to do because <laughs> I still had all that work and I spent the next sort of 18 months sort of weeding through clients that I liked or didn't like and uh, narrowed it down to a, to a point where I could do the work 
And for uh, those next three years, um, two years, I did it all myself, which was insane. I was never home. Um, There was so much work to be done. And uh, it seems like that was a stressful thing, but which it was. But the stress was all... I knew exactly what the problems were. And I knew exactly how I was going to handle them. And so put a plan together and make it work. Worked out really well for the most part. Uh, The problem with having guys... And I know there's lots of guys here that are employed or employers. And I'm not bashing on either side of that. Because it's... Either way, I, I understand both sides of that equation. As an employer, you know, it costs a lot of money to outfit a truck and get a guy, insure all the stuff you need to uh, employ someone. Like it's, especially with the government uh, regulations, like there's no messing around. Because if you mess around, you're going to get in a lot of freaking trouble with the government. And it doesn't take long to get in trouble with the government. When I had all those guys, um, you know, we had to come up with, or we had to pay the government Every two weeks, $60,000 Canadian, which someone will think is like five 500 bucks US. It's not quite that bad. In fact, back then it was almost equal. It was about five or 6% off. Uh, and that was just for payroll taxes, um, for remittance, what we call it up here, uh, for unemployment insurance. And so, you know, you're like 120,000 bucks a month simply to the government you haven't paid rent you haven't bought any material you haven't bought gas you haven't even paid your dudes yet uh you haven't paid yourself yet like it was it was awful it was stressful (laughs) and so when i see guys now no matter where here in on instagram or in my own town that have those type of crews i actually you know have a lot of sympathy for those guys uh yeah, New Jersey is, or New York is insane. Like, I've talked to, had a few conversations with George, and he's not here, so I'm not going to, you know, speak out of turn. But, like, the, the taxes those guys pay, I'm not sure if it kicked in, but we had a conversation once about uh, rainfall tax. That they will charge you, depending on how much pavement you have on your freaking property, which is, you're just like, what? How is this allowed? How do we allow the government to do that? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And how we just sort of take it and think, oh, everybody has to. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about running a business and the expenses uh, that go into um, running that business. Uh, and the first one, the, the biggest one, is uh, taxes. And that's the non-negotiable one, right? Like, you do not get to negotiate with the government. Um, If they say you owe something, very rarely is it a conversation between you and the government. Like, you have to get an intermediary involved to deal with it because it's so complex. Uh, Yeah. So if you pay... If I paid a guy 40 bucks an hour um, and you know, my hourly rates, 135. People think, oh man, you're making a hundred bucks an hour off that dude. I'm like, no, I am not making a hundred bucks an hour off that guy. I might be making, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 bucks an hour. Depends on how efficient he is and what he does. Here in Canada, you have to pay them a minimum of three hours. So if they show up on a day, which didn't happen very often, but if you showed up at seven and there was no work, you had to pay them for three hours of that day. If um, um, on call, same thing. So if you went and got a call at nine o'clock on a Friday night and you go and pop a sink drain, that takes you five minutes um, in time, I had to pay that guy, that tech, that plumber, um, three hours minimum to make that work. Um, and that's the law. And so you would, you know, you'd pay him and then you'd have to turn around. 
So if he's making, what did I say, 40 bucks an hour? So I got to pay him 120 bucks to do that service call. Yeah, this is Alberta. Uh, that's, I think that's Canada because it's, uh, I don't know. It's Alberta for sure. But I, I don't know if it's um, uh, Canada-wide. Um, so you show up, or what was I talking about? Oh, so he does his overtime, he does his one on-call He'll make 120 bucks for that one car, for that one call out. <clears throat> so I got to turn around and I got to charge the customer $300 plus parts to do whatever he had to do so that I, as, a, as the owner of the company, can make a couple of bucks. That's 120 bucks is wage. You can double that in taxes, uh, um, employment insurance, remittance. Like there's a whole, like there's a list. There's like five or six things that you have to pay in every vacation pay, holiday pay, all that crazy stuff. <clears throat> and so he, so I, I caught for one call comes in, I cost the owner uh, minimum 200 bucks. And uh, that doesn't include gas, doesn't include wear and tear on the car and the vehicle or the tools that he may use or whatever. And so you charge the customer like three or 400 bucks for that five minute call and they lose their minds. and think you're ripping us off which is simply not true out of that 350 bucks. Again, I, as the business owner might make, um, you know, $50 on that per call. So we used to have guys that would love to do on call because you would get five or six calls on a weekend and you know, you'd make a grand, uh, doing, and usually there, we would call it flood fire explosion, but you just have to show up there and make sure nothing was going to flood Nothing was going to catch on fire. Nothing was going to explode. So you just had to minimize the situation um, to uh, keep uh, keep everybody happy. And then we would go back on regular hours and fix it. And mostly regular hours because on-call cost the company so much money. Like it wasn't a moneymaker, really. I got a bunch of questions here. Hang on. Sorry. Do, do, do. Uh, so... Yeah, our hourly rate, um, just for simple math, we're 130 bucks during the day, uh, seven till 4:30, and if anything comes after 4:30, we're time and a half uh, from 4:30 till 10 at night. And if you come after 10, if you call after 10, it's trip, it's double time. On the weekends, it was basically triple that. So if you if we got a call at like six o'clock on a Saturday night, it's like seven hundred dollars to show up there. So yeah, uh, we basically have um, three different rates, four different rates, um, which again it just adds to the complexity of running your business, right? It's crazy. Oh, there's a four minimum hour. Yeah, so. He, Alberta, it's three. They may have changed it. Like I say, I let everybody go in 2017, which was five years ago. And so, as you know, I mean, you guys in the States know your, your crazy election cycles. You know, uh, I just thought I saw, you know, they're bringing in those 87,000 IRS agents. And I think with the new change in uh, who's running the house, they just abolished that. So, like, it's just... That's the thing about politicians. They don't actually do anything. They just talk about doing shit and then nothing actually really happens, right? It's crazy. Uh, That's why it's so frustrating. Okay, here's a good... Frustrating to see backdoor guys charging half our rate. Took me six years of grinding to get to the point where I can charge enough. Yeah. It's true. And the back... You know, the backdoor guys don't have to carry the insurance. Like I know in the States, it's a bit different, but here I carry $5 million of liability, which is over and above what most people require. 2 million is what the minimum is now, but we work in some pretty nice places and some pretty big buildings. And so there's no sense on chintzing the insurance. Like you don't want to overpay for insurance, but you can't chintz it, man. If you chintz it, whew, and you need to, you know, call on them because they're like everybody else. They're as ba- almost as bad as the government. There's two. There's two industries that you should not ever feel sorry for. I learned this a long time ago. 
but do not feel sorry for uh, insurance companies uh, or the government, obviously, because those guys make money no matter what. And so when I, you know, when there's some big flood here and every the insurance companies are, oh, we're not making any money this year, like BS, dude. Uh, you made $300 billion last year, and this year you're only going to make $200 billion. <laughs> Yeah, that 350 call-out. People lose their minds. We don't do very much residential for that reason, because most of those guys are tire kickers. And we literally say on the weekend, yeah, we'll come in and unclog your toilet, but it's 750 bucks. And some of them, like, you're like the only guy that's answered the phone, so come on out. But lots of them are like, that's insane. I'm like, yeah, well, shop around. Find somebody that do it cheaper. So, yeah, Cowtown Plumber. We absolutely, I absolutely, I just sort of reached the end of what I could do uh, mentally. There's a lot of other things that were going on in my life at that time. So, um, I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> you just couldn't do it. Uh, I did, you know, to be perfectly frank, got in some trouble with the government. Cause I missed a couple of their $60, $60,000 payments. And, uh, you know, they don't mess around. They're like, listen, man, you either, you've got like four weeks to catch up on this or, you know, we're going to escalate this. <laughs> and when a government agent tells you he's going to escalate things, he means escalate things. So we just sort of, uh, yeah, I had to just, and I don't, it was, we were in the perfectly wrong uh, size. Like you either stay super small, lean and thin, or you go massive. Like there's companies here in, in, in Calgary that have, you know, 50, 60, a hundred employees and, uh, with the economies of scale, then they can start, you know, that revenue generation kicks in, but, uh. Prior to that, like if you're where I was at about 20, we'll say, just for easy math, like I'm paying, I'm paying for everything that a, that a hundred employee um, company would pay for. I'm not getting any discounts because I'm paying maximum and I'm getting the least amount of return, even though some of those guys were good. And that's what started this whole conversation is out of those 70 to 80 people that I had employed over those years, there's probably three that I would hire again, <laughs> which means like, I don't know what that means, but uh, how much for out of province golf? Way too much, man. Yeah. Most carry to workers comp and yeah, all that stuff like workers comp. Those guys are the mafia. I, and I tell it to their face. I, there, there, there are, uh, agencies that I absolutely don't take any crap from. Um, I don't pay my, my work members comp until I absolutely have to. They want it every month. You have to pay this monthly. I'm like, no, I do not. And I will not. I will pay it when you phone me for the fourth time and threaten to close my business. <laughs> because they're, they do nothing for you. When I was first starting, I hurt myself, won't go into the details, and I applied for workman's comp. The only time in my whole career that I applied for workman's comp, I was out of work for 10 days. Um, submitted, you have to submit what you would make, you know, what you lost, what jobs you have. It's a really complicated process because it's government, of course. And after I did everything that I was supposed to do, I got a check for $14. $14. I was so mad. And I, that's when it was over. Uh, I just said, uh, you guys are dinks. Um, I am not dealing with you guys. You guys are literally, they, cause they changed their model. They used to have, you know, you would pay, if you had under three employees, you paid $500 over, you know, between three and, and five employees, you paid 750, 10 employees. I can't remember it all, but there was, it was staged. And then, just like the black hand in uh, The Godfather, they change it to percentage. So they want you to submit your yearly earning, earnings, and they will charge you a percentage of your earnings. 
what in the hell? It's, and it's so corrupt. The whole, anyway, that's what gets me going when, you know, and I don't say this as sort of a, uh, you know, I'm bragging, but, you know, for after 35 years of dealing with governments and people and their problems, you just sort of get to the point where I'm done with all your BS. Like, there's no need for it. And lawyers. Yeah, lawyers. Although, you know, I'll, the lawyers have got, got it down because those suckers, you know, take their retainer, put it in their little trust account so that they're covered for whatever, which is, that's where I think I had that discussion with, um, was it KC Plumbing? Uh, I forget. Shoot, sorry, dude. He had me on his podcast. I'm getting Alzheimer's or something. Um, and we talked about how I came up with our billing. And I came up with our billing out of dealing with lawyers. Because they charge for, like, if they take 15 photocopies, you're paying for 15 photocopies. And you'll see a line item for it. If they, uh, you know, have to get something faxed, they'll charge you for faxing. Which is like, what? They charge you for, you need something notarized, they will charge you for every single step of getting something notarized. And so I said, listen, I'm as, uh, you know, I'm as valuable as a lawyer to someone that needs me. I'm going to start billing for every single thing I do, which is why um, when I was on his uh, podcast or his little Instagram live, you know, we charge our truck fee, our hourly fee. We charge for every tool that we use. If I pull out a press gun, I charge for it. If I pull out a solder kit, I charge for it. If I pull out a, a shovel, it's under hand tools, but I charge for it. And, uh, you know, people pay it. Because they need the work done. And we've had, you know, the odd ones. You're literally charging me for that. I'm like, did I use it? Well, yeah. I had one guy that said, that was that used me once. We brought out our Sawzall and I charged him for the Sawzall. He's like, you're charging me for a Sawzall? I've never seen that in my whole life. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for 20 years at that time. And we charge for every tool we use. He's like, that's like a barber charging for scissors. I'm like, no. Because the barber has one or two or three pairs of scissors. I got $50,000 worth of tools in that truck that can do anything I need done within reason while I'm on site. So you're going to pay for that extra. Makes us law-abiding citizens. That's screw. It's true. Like they... <laughs> we... <laughs> I obviously listen. Uh, uh, P.S. The plumber. I'm gonna DM you after this, and we're gonna we're gonna do a we're gonna do a, a a live or a Zoom meeting, and we're gonna chat about the craziness of of governments and uh, the laws that they make to do whatever they're doing. Oh, Cowtown plumber. When they owe you money, it takes forever. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, exactly right. For, it hasn't happened, this was a long time ago, probably, oh, I'm going to say 30 years ago, uh, but my first four or five years in businesses, business, I got audited every single year for like four years in a row. And every year, because I wasn't screwing anybody, um, I got a refund back, a significant refund, like a five-digit refund. And the last year that they did it, the guy who had been a, sort of a repeat auditor, He's like, dude, we're never auditing you again. And I've never been audited since. <laughs> so it pays, I guess, to be legit and upfront and cover your basis so that when they come for you and they got nothing, they can they just walk away. There's a ratio on trucks. <laughs> and I don't know if that ratio, I agree with you on that, but that ratio has been thrown out the window because trucks cost like we just got the decals done on those vans. I was looking at getting new vans and a work van, white work van with nothing in it, but seats and a steering wheel was $55,000. My truck, my black truck, that was five or six years ago. Again, 
the engine went on it at, you know, uh, 450,000 kilometers. I'm like, okay, it's time for a new truck. So I do some looking into it. A new truck like that is almost a hundred grand. I said, dude, you gotta, like, that's the best. I don't need the sticker price. Give me, like, he was a buddy of mine. He's like, the best I can do is like 92,000. Like $92,000 for a truck? Not a chance in hell. And so I got the engine replaced for uh, nine grand. Runs like a top. So <clears throat> those are difficult decisions to make. And I see guys in this town and on Instagram with beautiful trucks, deckled, full, and good on them. But that literally, like you're looking at, in today's world, a $200,000 investment, plus the guy to drive it. And you better hope that guy knows what the hell he's doing and isn't, you know, uh, ruining your name. That's the other thing, is I came up, I was really creative in my name. So it's literally me that's running around on that craziness. Like, it's just... Um, <laughs> More business owners need to, it's, listen, we should maybe do, get a group of business owners just to talk about the pitfalls. Because it's, it's different in every jurisdiction. Like Alberta is different and then BC. I know Turbo's talked about some of his ridiculous issues over there. But at the end of the day, the message is, which I've said repeatedly on here, the government is not your friend. He is not your business partner. He is, uh, not going to do you any favors. The government is going to F you. F you. You can start your business and then message me in three years and tell me that what I just said isn't true. Because that's literally how it goes. It's craziness. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I should make a course for this. That's going to be my side hustle. I was thinking about taking pictures of my feet. <laughs> Ah, uh, I, honestly, I think that's part of what, you know, the Isaiah's finished. He's a junior journeyman a year in. We removed the junior journeyman tag at year three. And so he's got a couple years this year and next, and he'll be a legit journeyman. He should be able to do just about everything I can do. Um, Peter's will be done this year. He's in school right now. And so... I hope that in five to six years from now that I'm full-time working on my bees, breeding my goats. I got baby goats. If you guys didn't see, you can check my uh, latest reel. Um, and uh, I'm going to breed some really cool chickens. And sort of del delve into that world. And when the boys have a significant problem, they can call me. And I'll happy to walk them, uh, um, walk them through it. Um, but that's sort of the plan of where I would, where I think I'm going. I got to book an hour for a call. <laughs> Dude, just DM me. I'm happy to just, you know, whatever. It's, uh, hey, there's Mr. Sukaris. Mr. Sukaris from Central Therm is a fabulous dude. If any chance you guys can use his pipe, use it. Uh, it's a great product. Uh, he and he's a great guy. He's a quality uh, spokesman for that brand. Um, he came out here on a little tour, and we went for lunch, or went for dinner. And I told him I was paying, and he freaking it almost came to fists, but he won because <laughs> he had already told the waiter before I because they got there before me. Him and Dan Smith from Central Therm had got there before me and told the waiter we're paying, not Bob. Anyway, I tried. You got to keep your minimum to... So, one of the things that saved me is that we moved back. So, I had a big warehouse in town. You know, I'm paying $6,000 a month rent, which in today's world is cheap. You're probably paying twice that now. Um, and so, when we moved to the barn, all my, all my plumbing stuff is right underneath me. We do all of our prep here. Uh, uh, um, yeah, we run it out of here. It works great. Um, and, uh, so it saves me a ton of money and becomes a tax write-off, uh, that I'm able to use this residence as my 
place of business as it is. And we've actually had uh, uh, a you know, government agent come out to make sure that we were actually running tools out of here. Just stupid. You're, so you're paying that dude. We the Government pays a dude to come out and make sure that I'm not lying about this being a workspace. He was here for 10 minutes. And yeah, okay, no, everything's here. Like you said, I'm like, like I said, because uh, they were looking for, uh, you know, to bill me more is what it comes down to. You know, the chat, I'm on a couple of chats. Those things get out of control. <laughs> I used to be part of like six or seven of them. And I'm probably like five minutes behind everybody's questions here. So um, if you've got a question, I'll get to it. Um, it turns into as most, uh, as any conference I've ever gone to, including AHR, including WET, like the first morning, the afternoon is all business and everybody's focused and wants to learn something and is there for a good reason. And then, you know, I don't have to tell you, it turns into debauchery. It truly does. And, you know, and... If people want to do that, that's good for them. If they need to blow off some steam, that's good for them. That's not anywhere part of my life. Uh, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I don't do any of that stuff. And so don't go to the strippers. <laughs> I have no interest in any of that uh, of that thing. And that's not judgment. I'm not being judgmental on anybody that does that. So don't take it that way. But, you know, I'm usually good for the first day and a half. And then it just sort of gets crazy. If you remember way back when I had my first account before that got nuked, um, there were the three rules of uh, Rob uh, Turbo had invited a bunch of people out to go to Mexico at one of his timeshares. And I said, dude, that's a bad idea because there's three rules, right? There's the three rules of every uh, group party. And it, here it is. First rule is someone's going to get drunk. Uh, second rule is two people are going to have a fight. And the third rule is someone's going to try and make it with your girl. I put the, you know, G version of that, but somebody's trying going to try and F your woman. That's absolutely the gospel truth. After you've been in, uh, involved with the trade for, you know, as long as I had, you can message me and say, yeah, dad. Yeah, dad. <laughs> Yeah, dude. That's the absolute truth. Yeah, the egg thing. Uh, we're going to do the egg things. And uh, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to sort of just, you know, shifting it down a gear and focusing on something else where I, and it's where I can learn something new. There's so much to learn in plumbing. And I have said to the boys when they come up with, you know, oh, dad, we should do this or dad, we should do this. I'm like, you know what? That's yours. That's something you want to do. Knock yourself out. I'm happy where I am. I know where my margins are. I know where I make money. I know where I don't. I'm going to keep focused on this. And then um, you guys can expand it any way you want. I'm going to learn how to make fantastic honey with some secret sauce. That, that's secret. And then... Uh, Get some cool-looking goats and some awesome-ass chickens. If you Google awesome chickens, there's some cool chickens. I'm going to breed some wicked roosters and hens. That's my plan. <laughs> Charge my kids. Listen, that's part of it. I'm not just turning this whole thing over to them. Here you go. There'll be some negotiations in that on what that looks like and... It'll it'll be there'll be some costs associated with it. I can assure you of that. <laughs> oh, that's all the questions I got. Oh, no, maybe one more. Um. Yeah. Uh so it's oh, it's been forty five minutes already. Um. You know what? That's the problem with GOAT. You're 100% right. I work in with some fa fabulous chefs. Lots of restaurants, as you may or may not know. And I've talked to no less than a dozen of them to come up with a good recipe for um, 
Um, goat, and nobody can. Goat is disgusting. The only good goat is uh, baby goat. Because <laughs> uh, it's tender and all the rest of that stuff. But I, you know, I'm not completely heartless. And I can't, I, I don't have the heart to, to butcher a baby goat. I've butchered lots of things. And uh, yeah, goat soup. I don't know, man. We tried, I've tried it like four or five different ways. And it literally tastes like dirt. And I'm not a curry guy. I see the curry goat. I'm not a curry guy. And so that's sort of out of the equation. Uh, I am, uh, I think I'm going to get a cow this year. I'll stick a cow out there and uh, and see what that does. See, try my hand at, at, at raising a steer and then fill in my freezer full of uh, beef, which is, all, frankly, it's already full. I bought a half a half a cow uh, last year and which is the which is the beauty of of living where I live, and I'll use the vernacular of the day, the privilege that I enjoy, that I earn, by the way, um, is living out here and basically being able to do lots of fun things. Uh, let's see. What are my predictions? Listen, my prediction is the trade isn't going anywhere. It doesn't mean there isn't tough times and that. You know, might have to cinch your belt loop once or twice, but uh, we are busier than we've ever been, ever in my whole life. We've never been busier. Uh, we get new calls from new customers every single day that I really can't address. Um, I think, I do think there'll be some market correction, but um, if you're in the new housing market, I would get out of it. Um, because that is literally the stock market. It, you know, it's the place where you go to start your career. Um, and it's so cutthroat and those guys can go bankrupt like that and leave you on the hook. Um, so, you know, I, if you're in new homes, I would be a little bit worried about that. Uh, but service isn't going anywhere. Um, if you're a good service plumber, um, you will be just fine. I have, you know, I lived through, uh, uh, I was in, in business in um, 2000 when things were terrible around here. I was in business in 2008 when things were terrible around here. Uh, you know, it's been a bit rocky, sort of 2014, 2016. You know, you're right. You, you can't, sometimes you just, you're not living that high on the hog, but you know, if you're willing to work, that's the beauty of the trade is if, if you have some independence in your soul and don't want to work for somebody your whole life, um, then there's so much money to be made in this thing. Like, like you can do anything you want if you have the skill set and no one can take that away from you. The government can't take that away from you. And they, it's a needed skill set. And it's not, I was talking to uh, Greg Crumpton, who's with Service Logic the other day. Um, you know, uh, plumbing is not plunging toilets, it's not changing taps, which is, it's part of it. But the, you see the boiler systems that are coming out, hydronics, the, the pumping systems that are coming out. Um, there's just so much opportunity. And if, if you're willing to uh, shut off the Xbox and uh, um, focus on some uh, educating yourself, there's, there's nothing you can't do. Nothing. So I don't think the trade is going anywhere. Uh, I think it's... Um, and there's no one going into it. Pete's in school right now. Uh, he's in his third year, and there's 15 kids in his class, and a couple of them are old men, you know, the or you know, 30 30 year olds. Uh, that thing should be there should be 65 people in there, but there's 15. So uh, next year there'll be 
30 plumbers entering the market? Uh, okay. 60 journey, uh, junior journeymen? Okay. Like that, like it is not replacing itself. And frankly, our prices have only continued to go up. Um, and I think will only continue to go up as our services become more and more vital. And if you have some people skills and, um, you know, hire a good accountant and hire a good lawyer, because you're going to need both. Um, <laughs> oh, Lucas, how are you, my friend? Give your dad a quick smack for me. He's a good guy, but you should probably smack him just slightly. I see uh, John Snyder's in the chat. Maybe he's still here. Maybe he's not. But uh, I make fun of John because uh, Philadelphia is the most unique place on the entire planet. Every time I, you know, go off on something, John, it's been a while because uh, John's busy building his business, which is amazing for him. And he started during COVID. Like, that's insane. There's people that have lost, they've been in business for 20 years that lost their business over COVID. John Snyder, George the Plumber, uh, uh, Quality Sewer and Drain, although he was before COVID, uh, started their businesses during COVID. Like, how, and have, and are doing fantastic. And, you know, clearly they are what I just said, you know, uh, financially minded, have a skill set, have some personality. Uh, and know how to relate to people, but it's also because the market is there. Like there is a demand for that stuff. So anybody that says, you know, I get lots of people that say, ah, there's, you know, I'm not busy. And I'm like, that's in my, the back of my head. I'm like, that's cause you suck. <laughs> it's not, has anything to do with what's happening in the world. We are, we're incredibly busy, but you're right. The largest problem in the world is freaking Philadelphia. Uh, good. He smacked him. Yeah, no, I agree. That's so that's been the biggest thing is for me. And I guess I don't want to go on for too much longer, but, um, the biggest, uh, draw for the boys to be plumbers is that feeling of solving problems. There is no better feeling in the entire world. I don't care. Maybe if you're a heart surgeon and you save somebody's life. Maybe, um, but to walk into and walk into a problem where people are freaking out, there's no heat, there's a flood, there's a sewer backed up, like it's Armageddon in their world at that moment. Like all they can think about is this problem, whatever that might be. And you can show up and in 45 minutes, fix that problem. Like you're a superhero in their minds. And that endorphin rush of them being so thankful that you showed up to fix their problem. There's nothing like it, which is why I love the service industry. And that's why it's not going anywhere. The criminal lawyer, business lawyer. <laughs> I guess that depends on your business plan. Um, a business lawyer, unless you're going to start, you know, ending people. <laughs> Yeah, Simon the Plumber, right here in town. Uh, uh, I sold him his first auger. What did I, it was one of the rigid ones. Rigid 400, I think. Uh, started in the middle of COVID, which is insanity. Like, if you went and talked to a, a bank guy and said, I'm going to start my business, uh, a plumbing business, in the middle of COVID, they would have said, uh, good luck, because we ain't giving you any money. Um, it's... And he's doing great. I make fun of him because he drives a coffee truck. But that's so that he doesn't get broken into. It's a, it's a fabulous strategy. I love it. I should have I should have not deckled my band and like spray painted on their um, laundry service or something. <laughs> to keep the, keep the bandits away. You do need, you do need a good account. You need an aggressive accountant. You need an accountant that is not friends with the government. My very first one uh, was my brother-in-law. 
and I had just finished school. I had, you know, we just started my thing. And he's like, yeah, you owe like $10,000. I'm like, how do I own $10,000? I didn't earn $10,000. I've only been in business for like three months. I've just started. That was the last time we did my books. And we got it redone. And I did not owe $10,000. So get one that dislikes the government. That has the same attitude that you have. It, it should be on some... It, it, you know, it should be a team. Like, you should have equal, uh, um, not equal, a similar thought process on how you want to tackle your problems. And the biggest problem you want to solve is keeping as much as your money, as much of your money as possible. Yep, that's what it is. Uh, so we... You know, and I don't know much, but I will DM you, P.S. the Plumber. Um, uh, our service stuff, um, when COVID first hit, like everybody else in the world, we were, I was literally at home for two weeks straight. Nothing happened because everybody was freaking out. But after that two weeks, we were busy, busy, busy. Wasn't our best year ever, 2020, uh, but... It wasn't our worst, <laughs> which tells you, you know, it tells me, it doesn't tell you, it tells me that we're onto something and doing, you know, uh, we've got a good base and, and good people to work for. And the boys were busy. I was busy. You know, uh, we, uh, rocked it out. It was awesome. Hang on a second. Did I watch the Miss America pageant ran by women? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I did not watch Miss America. I'm literally, I'm trying to spend my evenings. I got a couple hours left on the first book that I'm reading for 2023, uh, 1984. I highly recommend it. It's a fabulous read. Uh, some interesting themes going on, as everybody knows. Um, but I would encourage you uh, to read. Shut off the Xbox. Shut off Miss America. It's all rigged anyway. And I, in fact, uh, since everybody's watching football right now, uh, the, the NFL's rigged too. It's all about gambling. Sorry. What? What is it? Uh, I think there's magnets in the uh, gloves. That's another. That's another. Uh, uh, that's another. Live, we'll talk about uh, magnets in NFL and how they rig their games. How about that? <laughs> Service did rule supreme. Uh, we lost three customers uh, that wouldn't have us in because we would not get vaccinated and would not sign the paperwork saying that we would get vaccinated. Um, and all three of those customers asked us back. We only went back to one because the other two were dinks. So we, we cut some people. And that's the crazy thing, right? Like we're literally cutting customers and still busier than I know what to than I know how to be. Like there are some days I get up and say who's say who said the most F words in a row, and that's who I'm gonna go see <laughs> that day. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, it is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> Biggest problem in Canada, they say there's no plucking. No plumbers. Don't have any apprentices. I so that's part of the reason I I quit or got rid of everybody because it seemed to me for that for fifteen years of running that company is all I did every day was say sorry to a customer. Oh, he did that. Oh, I'm sorry. We had one guy that was on call. Um, I'll tell you this quick story and then I'm gonna then. I got to try and keep these under an hour, but um, uh, I had a guy that was on call. Um, customer phone in said her toilet was plugged. It was a Saturday night. So the guy, you know, we had it all arranged. He, everybody knew the drill. So he called the customer and the customer said, yeah, my plug, my toilet's plugged. And he's like, is it the only one in your house? She's like, yeah. Is there a gas station close to you? That's my employee asking a customer if there's a gas station close to her so that she can go use that toilet as opposed to her own home toilet. 
And she was so mad. Of course, hung up the phone. Phoned me on Monday. Balled me out because I'm an idiot for hiring idiots. That guy got fired. He did take me to uh, employment standards <laughs> until I showed him a conversation that uh, employment standards, the conversation that I had with the woman that was so mad and that got dismissed. That's the other thing that, that they don't tell you about running your own show is that if you dismiss someone and they're displeased with you, uh, they can take you to employment standards and, and make your life hell trying to catch up with or trying to defend yourself for firing an idiot. And if that doesn't work, then they go on Google. If you go on my Google uh, and look at reviews and go like the least, you know, the poorest rating, which you can rank that way. Everybody that's given me like a total crap rating used to work for me. It's just how it goes. So you got to you gotta have broad shoulders and a, and a thick skin and, uh, and a strong back because freaking... Um, it's just stupid. Go Vikings. Are they even in it? Oh, the uh, See, I don't follow football that much. Uh, I don't really follow anything until the playoffs kick in. Um, there's no Magnus in pucks. That's true. Do you guys remember the Fox puck? Uh, where they had the uh, uh, little blue light for all the Americans. So they can watch hockey. <laughs> How long did that last? I think that was before HDTV, if I remember right. And once HDTV came in, um, they didn't need the little blue light for people to follow because you could track the puck with the massive TVs they have now as well. So anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been an hour. Uh, yep. I can't believe I didn't even get to. I have a bunch of notes here. Of what I was going to talk about, but I didn't even get to it. So, um, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, we'll make some arrangements. We'll talk to a few people. We'll start doing this on a back. Try and get back on the wagon here. And uh, I think we had a fabulous discussion. If you have any questions, like feel free to DM me. Uh, I'm always on this thing. I spend too much time on it. That's my weakness, I think, is is on uh, Instagram. But if there's something that uh, you have a question on or whatever, I'm happy to share my thoughts on it. It certainly doesn't mean that I'm the gospel or I'm right or I'm... Um, I can only share uh, what my experiences have been and, and share things through my lens, which, uh, frankly, sometimes pisses people off to no end. <laughs> Which, if you're gonna if you're gonna come at me, I'm gonna fight back. So, if you want to be a dick? I will be a dick right back to you. That's how that goes. Anyway, lovely discussion, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Um, we'll, uh, like I say, we're gonna change the format a bit with the with and do some uh, Zoom stuff and YouTube stuff, and you know that's part of my goal this year is to just sort of expand. Uh, what we do on social media and like, like uh, Royal plumbing was saying, try and give back to some people that uh, or try and give back some of the things that I've learned. Maybe you guys can learn or, you know, avoid a couple pitfalls here and there and, and uh, we can just make the world a better place. Isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day? Anyway, I appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for the chat. Send me your questions. Send me your concerns. If you want to have a fight, let's have a fight. Other than that, have a blessed Sabbath and uh, whatever team you're cheering for, I hope they win. And uh, don't gamble. You're gonna lose. That's the that's the last message. Oh Matthew, fun time. How are you, buddy? We're just signing off. <laughs> Have an excellent day, everybody. Thanks again.